That, that you know what? Somebody recently on Twitter posted like my first movie of the year is going to be this tonight. And I, and I was like, what does it say about me that I was like, holy shit, you went 14 days without watching a movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, for real though. Jesus. That's, uh... I was like, my, that's a very specific way my brain is broken. <laughs> Hello, this is Notes from the Back Row. A podcast like no other. Different themes. Rotating hosts, and so much more. So strap in for a veritable cinematic Coney Island of the mind. Okay, good day. I'm Bob McKenzie. This is my brother Doug. How's it going, eh? Hello, welcome to another episode of Notes from the Back Row, the official podcast of backdashrow.com, champions of unsung and underrated cinema. Go to backdashrow.com. You can find lots of other stuff there, more podcasts, more articles and essays on film. You can also go to patreon.com slash backrowcineblog and find us there. You can get different membership levels. You can get early access to podcasts and you can get a year-end swag bag, which just went out for our first year of subscribers. So so check that out as well. You can also find us on all of the social medias under Back Row Cineblog, as well as email at backrowcineblog at gmail.com. If this is your first time listening, Notes from the Back Row is our podcast feed where different types of shows come up. And today it's one show that we're doing called Hoser Horror. So I'm here with Carlo. Hey, Dan. Hello. This is the show where we talk about... This is two- the show. <laughs> this is the show where we talk about two Canadian horror movies. Yes. The, the types of movies. Beauty this idea. movie was shot in 3B. Three beers and it looks good, eh? Where you want a few beers in you, a few Molson exports in you to watch these films. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one of them I could have used it. The other one I felt like I could have, I, I wanted to keep my focus on the movie but <laughs> so, sometimes three beers yeah they'll I, f- I feel like if i have three beers for a movie like i'm not used to drinking beers i mm-hmm. uh, like definitely like if i drink like a strong belgian beer three of those man i'm sleeping <laughs> yeah yeah so that's true. not good for doing the show <laughs> yeah one of these movies i could have gone with a beer and some back bacon can i get you beer <laughs> uh back bacon <laughs> backbacon.com um, Today on the show, you know, this is our first show of the new year, and we had high hopes and high expectations. We said to ourselves, let's do a themed episode, and then at the last minute, kind of, we said, let's just watch two movies we want to see instead. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, because, like, uh, I think on the last episode, Heather was talking about, like, Brandon Cronenberg movies, and we are like, maybe we should do his movies, but then... I don't know. I, we we're probably both like dragging our feet on that, and we're like, let's just watch some old crap. Yeah, <laughs> which so is, this way- is the, yeah. <laughs> this is an episode of two varying degrees of old of old movies. Old movies, yeah, yeah, like <laughs> Canadian not necessarily horror movies. crap, but you know, like eighties, nineties. That's more yeah. just our deal, you know. Totally, we wanted just to watch some hooey. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm, for sure. And the, the theme is hose or whore. <laughs> yeah, there's a theme, like in the title, sort of. Uh, it's a food-based mm -hmm. theme. Yeah. But other well, than that, I don't know. I should have led with that. <laughs> well, too Welcome late Welcome to the food double feature. <laughs> oh, we're hungry for horror. <laughs> Hoser munchies. Yeah. Um, well, since there isn't too much of a theme to talk about, let's dive straight into our first film of the episode, Top of the Food Chain, a.k.a. Invasion, from 1999. Have you been experiencing reception problems? Darndest thing, isn't it? An intergalactic surprise. Jeez Louise! Just dropped in. Would you like to perform the copulatory act with me? On Small Town America. Did my wife put you up to this? Aliens. They've got a hunger. Would you like to perform the copulatory act with me? For sex. The what? Murder. Why are you doing this to us? We're here on a taste test. <gasps> and gourmet dining. It's like some kind of eating things going on. Lock the doors. Watch the windows. Ah! Stay clothed. Campbell Scott, Fiona Lowy, Tom Everett Scott. Ah! Any way you slice it. Is this your liver? It's the year's tastiest sci-fi comedy. <laughs> Invasion. I'm not going to die. If we work together, that won't happen. <laughs> Stand corrected. Starring Campbell Scott, Laurie Ayers, uh, Nigel Benet, Tom Everett Scott, and more. Directed by John Pazis. The tagline is, but we taste like chicken. Which is supposed to be like, top of the food chain, but we taste but like we chicken. But we taste like chicken. Oh, okay. Because it's, you know, it's about humans. And, and apparently, isn't it Hannibal Lecter who said, human flesh tastes like chicken? In Loaded Weapon 1, maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> that might be it. <laughs> Wasn't it F. F. Murray Abram who played yeah. the Hannibal Lecter in that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I remember. Tastes like chicken. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's canon. Humans yeah. taste like chicken. <laughs> Synopsis for this film An isolated Canadian town has seen its share of problems. First, the nut factory closed, then, the CATV <laughs> antenna stopped broadcasting, and now something is gruesomely devouring the townsfolk. Ken visiting atomic scientist and expert on cool fusion. Dr. Carol Lamont solved the mystery before everyone disappears. Hmm. This was produced by the uh, Ontario Film Development Corporation. Uh, it was also co-produced by Space, the Imagination Station, which was a television station. It's a Telefilm Canada production as well as some other production companies. And it was distributed um, around Canada. It, it did have a small theatrical release hmm. um, before hitting DVD and then kind of just sitting around... Uh, you know, yeah, never I mean, made it past DVD. Yeah, I had never heard of this movie. Like, I've heard of John Pazes. Is that how you pronounce his name? <laughs> That's how the Google how to pronounce Pazes search that I oh. searched oh, told okay, me to okay. pronounce it. <laughs> yeah, maybe I should have asked him. Because <laughs> uh, it sounds like it's a name of Hungarian descent. You know, that ZS is very, like, typical. But I'm not sure. Like, I'm just, like, guessing, like, based on 
Hungarian people I've known yeah. in my life. Uh, but yeah, obviously I've seen Crime Wave. You've seen Crime Wave. Yes. That's more of like a cult classic, but mm -hmm. uh, I don't even know how I stumbled on this one. Um, Top of the Food Chain. I, I saw it was a horror movie. And then mm -hmm. I saw his name. I was like, this is a good excuse to talk about him because he's a notable name in Canadian exploitation cinema for yeah. Crime Wave. But Crime Wave, I don't think you can call that a horror movie. No. No, that, that's a bit of a stretch. Oh, I would just call it like a comedy. Yeah, yeah, for <laughs> sure. Yeah. But this has a bit more of a horror element. Again, most of it is in that, you know, we've covered movies like this before, the 50s sci-fi horror yeah. adjacent kind of thing. Like, it's not hard horror or anything. Like, there's no. definitely... It's also a comedy, this one, for sure. Mm -hmm. uh, it has a couple gruesome elements to yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Which definitely uh, means it qualifies more than some others we've covered. Like, I feel like, uh, especially Invasion of the Mindbenders, there was way less in that than in this one. Like, especially <laughs> yeah, at, that was just a comedy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically, yeah. But also, again, that 50s sci-fi adjacent kind of thing where you're like, okay, horror movies. This is yeah. what horror movies used to be like totally. pretty tame and you know there's like an alien invasion and that's enough that's scary enough that's horror <laughs> this was also shot in caledon ontario canada which is the uh what did they say the bumpy bumpy <laughs> lumpy part, part of town <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah and so you mentioned crime wave if if you're a listener to the show and you're a big fan of canadian cinema you may know crime wave you should which you should yeah i agree and and it was like you mentioned more of a notable cult excavation in in the f kind of like film fandom oh there yeah was a there was a point where you know and, and i still wouldn't say it's not like the biggest cult movie ever but there was definitely no no you no know, a moment where people were starting to discover this movie this canadian mm -hmm. movie called crime wave and and talk about it and and it took me even a little while longer to finally watch it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it hasn't been that long ago for me either. Like, I don't remember when it got, like, excavated and it started gaining this new, like, cult traction, really. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, like, a couple of years ago, we watched it together. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't think at that point it was, it was, like, pretty late for me when I watched it, like, middle of the night. I was, like... Uh, like not picking up right away that the fact that it's basically a comic book movie mm -hmm. um because like it's it's not necessarily visually well I, I feel like crime wave definitely more than top of the food chain is visually a comic book movie but top of the food chain as well like in tone yeah. and in character it's very much a comic book movie like the way the characterization uh is and easy to miss because it's not like super in your face mm -hmm. i feel like pr maybe probably budgetary limitations and stuff might be a part of it but yeah these characters they're basically caricatures and they live in a world which has like warped rules and laws that make sense to the characters mm -hmm. living in it and there's this comedic tone um which i all really dig uh and top of the food chain as well like it's it's just it's a very funny movie <laughs> yeah no no this movie is hilarious <laughs> yeah yeah some yeah. really good jokes in this movie um, yeah one of the things that this shares with crime wave as well and and a lot of canadian movies and and i'm not i'd like to ask some people maybe that know more about the history of canadian cinema why, why maybe this happens often here i mean it happens everywhere but both crime wave and top of the food chain when mm -hmm. they were released were fairly notable in the canadian um film industry they got reviews they were well reviewed it was like 
they they were almost anticipated as being kind of cult movies even as they were released like oh okay i've seen some like newspaper clippings that were like written about crime wave at the time where it's like this cult hit movie that's like like maybe not in that exact words but that they were kind of saying like there's this very kind of offbeat comedic movie out of canada and like mm. you know it was no they were notable enough at the time and top of the food chain as well that i saw you know it played uh tiff i believe and then kind of opened in some theaters in Canada and got, yeah. you know, fairly notable reviews. And both of these are movies that then kind of went on to have more of an underground appreciation through mm -hmm. television screenings. Oh, okay. You know, and, and I believe that's how um, John got hooked up with Kids in the Hall. Oh, yeah. Was yeah. that like they saw a crime wave maybe on TV or something and they just, they were like, this, this is somebody with a comedic you know, voice mm -hmm. that we want. And so he ended up working on the television show Kids in oh, the Hall nice. for a while. Yeah. And I think that's maybe how the writers of this movie um, also found him, which was, you know, he was known as the crime wave person. The crime wave guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Have you seen any of his short films that he did before? No, no, I haven't actually. Yeah. I'm very um, interested in seeing those as well. I don't know how at this point, but I mean, th these are like, both of these movies are ripe for even more, cult reappreciation oh, yeah. and these just need to be like released on blu-ray or something i feel like they'd be a hit <laughs> yeah definitely um and you mentioned comic books so i have some mm -hmm. notes on john i i saw that was born and raised in winnipeg um originally wanted to be an animator or comic book artist and was making superhero and horror comics when uh they were younger in junior high school um when in high school created a quote four minute disney style animation which in 1978 received a special citation from the british film institute nice um so it was like focused on animation there mm -hmm. um graduated with a Bachelor of Fine Arts degree in Manitoba, d decided to get into live action filmmaking. As mm -hmm. you mentioned, made a bunch of shorts. Um, a couple of them, I think, even up to like a like 30 minute. I think Springtime in Greenland, 1981, is, is about 30 minutes. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. Which was apparently claimed as Canada's first postmodern film. Oh, cool. Yeah, and then made Crime Wave. Yeah. Um, which was, you know, notable upon release and has become a very, uh, mm. yeah, kind of, kind of notable cult hit. Yeah, I'm sure this has happened to a lot of people, but I always used to get it mixed up with the Sam Raimi movie. <laughs> yeah, uh, and there's another one called Crime Wave. There's like three movies called Crime Wave. <laughs> actually, uh, I haven't seen that third one. I like, I don't know much about it, but uh, yeah. the Sam Raimi one is getting a Blu-ray, so you know, why not? Yeah john's movie <laughs> the, one of the first times i heard of this of, of crime wave was i was sitting i was somewhere with paul from Exploitation, hmm. and somebody was talking about like crime wave is going to be on is going to get a release and it, you know it's never been released on blu-ray or something like that or yeah they, they were talking about how somebody was going to release it oh and, okay. I, and I was like what do you but... mean crime wave is was released recently thinking of the sam raimi oh, movie. oh okay okay and paul was like no not that crime wave and oh. i was like oh and i felt like really like oh, you knew oh. <laughs> yeah you knew <laughs> yeah I, I feel like there was I, I believe there was talks that it was going to get some kind of a release of maybe they were talking about a dvd release i don't mm -hmm. know yeah but yeah, yeah so eventually john now is um well in two in the year 2000 joined the canadian film center as director in residence i saw so oh yeah yeah i saw that remains it said here engaged in you know mentoring filmmakers mm -hmm. um i'm not sure if that is is still going on or not but yeah 
Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, there was a big gap between Crime Wave, you and know, this... in eight, and then there was some stuff on TV like Kids yeah. in the Hall in the yeah. 90s and then this. Like so this in terms was like, of feature films, yeah. Yeah, return to filmmaking for Yeah, yeah, for exactly. John. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and yeah. it was written by two television talents, Phil mm. Bedard and Larry Lalonde, and so they were, from what I read in the Canucksploitation interview, which go to canucksploitation.com, you can find an interview with John there. So this information comes from there, just so you know. Um, uh, these two writers were a part of a comedy quartet oh, in okay. Montreal. And so um, they sent him the script after having seen Crime Wave and were like, let's let's make this movie. <laughs> yeah. And it took a while to get the money raised. Mm. And John said that he had described the movie as Twin Peaks meets Petticoat Junction meets mm-hmm. The Naked Gun. <laughs> yeah, that's, pretty, that's a good combination. <laughs> and and apparently they ended up getting it financed because some uh, someone in New York had mm. had known a wealthy investor who quote okay. thought it would be fun to invest in a movie. <laughs> <laughs> and then I guess like the TV distribution came on when mm. Campbell Scott was signed on because that's a bit more of a name and a bit we more can of get a name, this on yeah, television yeah. and yeah, yeah. so. The, the as you mentioned it's a super funny movie but just for mm-hmm. the listeners like the, the i i would put this movie on a shelf beside lost skeleton of cadavra i've I, never I, seen that I, one. I think they're different in a in mm. a couple very specific ways but in the way that they are aping a vintage b-movie yeah, style yeah. and then putting their own dose of kind of like surrealistic almost like non sequitur okay random kind of humor in it yeah, i think yeah. Lost Skeleton is a little bit more... On the nose? It's a little bit... Yeah, it's a little bit more like it adheres more to the genre. Okay. Like like the stuff in the movie is really ridiculous and outrageous, but I think they're trying to present it a little bit as this could be something you might see in the movie. Like there's a scene in Lost Skeleton of Cadaver where they are like scooting up these stairs trying to be all kind of like... Uh, uh, they're just trying to sneak up these stairs and it goes on forever mm-hmm. and it's kind of like scenes in these old movies used to go on longer than they want so we're gonna we're gonna <laughs> extend we're gonna extend that to the comedic yeah. you know point of absurdity but it's still kind of based on this specifically could have happened in a movie oh, and i feel okay. like this movie top of the food chain kind of takes these you know tropes and sort of things and and throws in things that are just so out there it's like so outlandishly silly mm-hmm. that it, it it like separates itself from what it's spoofing you know what i mean yeah 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 i know exactly sometimes <laughs> yeah yeah and it's also not like you know sometimes uh naked gun i can definitely see the influence but like mm-hmm. uh, zaz style comedy is, is you know, way like more stuff way more gag focused and way more in your face with the gags as well where whereas i feel like this was a bit more you know subtle and the characters mm-hmm. they're like um taking it serious like it's yeah. their world they're living in it like everything makes sense to them aside from like the main mystery that's going on obviously which are uh, trying to unravel mm-hmm. but i always appreciate that when the characters in the movie they're like taking what's happening seriously like yeah, they're not yeah. making jokes themselves the jokes are just like character traits almost mm-hmm. yeah and there's stuff in it like there's a scene that made me laugh really hard of a cop character mm. who's like singing his own little cop song to himself oh yeah, yeah i remember <laughs> and, that <laughs> and it's like you know 
that's not really a specific spoof of a specific type of scene no, from no, vintage B movies. That's just silly. a really <laughs> silly, funny scene. Yeah, yeah, and it adds a lot of character to it, like right away. And it's, yeah. it's also just I don't know, like it was never obnoxious. Like some of these kind of things, the the scales get a little bit tipped and becomes a bit too self-aware and obnoxious, mm -hmm. too cutesy. But that was never the case for this movie. Um, no, which I was really happy about. Um, kept yeah. me engaged and like never had me like rolling my eyes like even when the jokes ne didn't necessarily land i was just smiling at them yeah. you know <laughs> yeah there's there's also an element of like um wet hot american summer kind of does yeah. a similar thing yeah, yeah, where yeah. you know it's basing it in a genre and basing it in these tropes but the comedy that it's doing is kind of its own thing that's yeah. almost almost separate sometimes from the the material there's mm -hmm. a lot of stuff in this that's also very specifically funny because of the referencing of like b-movie stuff but yeah but yeah there's a lot of like like um uh what's his what's it, tom everett scott like yeah finding a toothpick on the ground yeah and, like there's a big aside just about like this this toothpick like hey here's a toothpick and it's mm -hmm. like so just random but the way it's performed is really really mm -hmm. humorous yeah but i could also like it's dry enough that i could see somebody yeah. watching this and saying i didn't think anything was funny you know what i mean like they could just watch it and say i could i could picture people watching and just being like unable to connect with the humor in it like across the board I mean because it's so specific yeah but that's the thing with comedy like no matter what kind of comedy you make like it's not gonna land for everyone you know yeah. so uh like that's not a big failure of the movie like that's just no the way, that's just that's just the way comedy works you know like some yeah. comedy is too dry for people it won't it I won't just work. think I, I could say that for Lost Skeleton and Wet Hot where it's like mm -hmm. you're, you're a specific type of person is going to think this movie is the funniest shit. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And, and, and also a very specific type of person is going to be like because it's so no specific yeah. across the board. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> should, should I watch that Cadaver movie? I've never seen it. I, I mean, honestly, I loved it. Okay. And I can and and I really think it's hilarious but okay. um i mean so yes but, but <laughs> also how, like how, how long has it been since you've seen it i don't know like uh maybe five years oh okay it's not too long ago then. no okay. no no it but it is you know i i think it's there's a there's a little bit more effort to like shown on the like the humor side of things like it's it's so dry and so mm -hmm. like deadpan Okay. That I think to some people maybe it would ring as like they're tr they're they're leaning too hard into that. But okay. for me, I always thought it was really hilarious. Yeah, I remember when the trailer for that movie came out. Like, I don't know even how long ago. Like, when did that movie come out? Like, must have been uh, like I think fifteen it was, years ago. I think it was in the in the late nine like nineties ninety nine two thousands. Really? Oh Jesus, that's even longer ago than I thought. I think it's a couple years after Top of the Food Chain. Oh okay, Food Chain is ninety nine, so must so have been like two thousand one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see that. Yeah, I just remember seeing a trailer for that and thinking it looked interesting, but I was like, is this a real movie? Like I don't know. I was like, uh, how old was it then? It's probably like seventeen. So yeah. I wasn't able to properly gauge what this movie was. I I, I always at. found it to be hilarious. Okay, okay. So yeah, maybe I should watch it. Yeah. I'd be interested in your take. Yeah, I'd be down to watch it. Yeah, but we're not talking about Lost Scouts nope. or whatever. We're talking nope. about Top of the Food Chain. I, so. I, my one of my big takeaways from this movie, Top of the Food Chain, was mm. Tom Everett Scott. I mean, yeah, he's, Campbell Scott too. Yes, yes. But you know, Tom Everett Both Scott, I like. Are... I like in that thing you do um not sure but i don't I really that. i don't really 
think he's that great and that many other things off the top of my head like yeah like i'm just like he's never been somebody that's super memorable to me and no. here here it's like holy shit you are hilarious in this movie yeah 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 he really does a good job like when i saw him in the movie i'm like oh i know that guy and then i started yeah. thinking why why do i even know this guy because i, I don't think i've seen uh that thing you do but i don't know maybe i might have but was also in La La Land, Van Wilder. Um, nope, have you seen nope. Dead Man on Campus? Uh, wait, which one? That was is like that? a '90s comedy about these two guys who want their their roommate to die so that they can get straight A's. Ooh, I it's don't got, know. Got uh, Zach from <laughs> from uh, Saved by the Bell in it. <laughs> oh, oh, uh, what's his name? Mark Paul Gosselaar. Yeah. Oh, no, I don't think I have seen that, actually. Yeah. So then it's why, why do I know this face, this Tom Everett Scott guy? I truly did you don't see, know. Oh, did, was it not um, American Werewolf in Paris? Did you see that? No. <laughs> These are okay. all movies I have not seen. <laughs> so it's very strange that I knew his face. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, watching this movie as well, uh, seeing him in action, I was like, this guy is funny. Like, yeah that's why i know him but then i'm like <laughs> what from what movie in what other movie did i see him being funny or noteworthy mm -hmm. yeah but just... i like i do think everybody in this movie is perfect yes. but those two performances in particular yeah, campbell yeah. scott playing the like you know the cool fusion scientist and tom <laughs> everett scott who's playing the kind of like mm. simple-minded sort of like you know local guy who's yeah. a little bit like I don't know how to explain it. Fuck, fucking a sister? Yeah. <laughs> or what, 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 what is going on there, man? Jesus. Uh, yeah. It's, it, it's mostly implied, but they do make out, so... Mm. Yeah. That was a big yeah, and, and it's just, like, honestly, the dialogue of this movie, like... Yeah. <laughs> Emma didn't watch it with me, but she, after I was done, she was like, I heard you out there just, like, laughing like an idiot. Because <laughs> yeah. I was just... The things that made me laugh in this movie just cracked me up so hard. Yeah, it's a kind of movie like I wish we could have watched it together. That been a, yeah, that would have been good. Like uh, totally. Uh, but yeah, Campbell Scott as well. I feel like Campbell Scott in retrospect even more because I I told you I tried reaching out to John uh, mm -hmm. Paces uh, and luckily that wasn't too hard. Uh, I managed to reach out to him and like he almost he, like he replied almost immediately when I told him we were doing the podcast. I asked him if he had some like noteworthy stuff to share. Wasn't really down with the idea of an interview he just said that just isn't my kind of thing mm -hmm. i'm like okay it's no problem yeah, um yeah. uh but yeah the the main thing that he focused on and, and and what he wanted to share like which i also thought was very becoming of him because he wasn't making it about himself but he just went on and on about how like gamble scott basically is like the star of the movie like on screen mm -hmm. and but uh behind this uh behind the camera as well like in terms of what he brought to the movie uh coming up with funny lines and such like the bumpy lumpy part of town apparently that yeah. was like campbell scott's idea <laughs> and, and there was like more of that uh, stuff which like in retrospect you appreciate his performance and what he brought to the movie just even more which is really cool yeah totally and <laughs> there i in the interview on exploitation as well he he kind of expands on that saying like campbell scott would you know show up in the morning um and be like here's a bunch of stuff i wrote last night that <laughs> yeah, we could yeah, maybe that's, use that's nuts <laughs> like you're doing way more than is expected of you but that, yeah. that is that is so cool that also shows a lot of like uh belief in in this project mm -hmm. and a lot of like wanting to do 
to go the extra mile to make the movie even better like even though you're just one of the actors so yeah big respect for that and even in that interview as well uh john mentions mm. that he 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 liked how it turned out and and actually thought it turned out better than expected because yeah. You know, there was in his interview, he says there was some people like, you know, when you're when they were filming, you'd hear crew members like making cracks about the movie, like whether it's going to be good or not. And and that like, you know, that I think that speaks to when you have a few people in the right places Mm -hmm. that care that much about the movie, like it because he also mentions the lumpy, bumpy part of town thing that other actors picked up on it and they all started kind of like piling in on mm-hmm. certain scenes and on certain lines and stuff. And oh, that's just so cool. this idea that everybody was kind of on board for what they were doing makes the movie really work. Yeah, that sounds like it must have been like a really fun movie to make. Uh, yeah. I mean, if everyone is so involved and, you know, uh, that that's really cool. That's a really must have been a really cool experience. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. it's a hard movie to talk about because it's so funny and so quotable, but at the same yeah, time, you yeah. could like quote this movie to someone, they'd be like, "What are you talking about?" Yeah, <laughs> like, like you I, really have to see it. I, I I really laughed really hard at the joke. Um, uh, at one point, they're like, I don't exactly remember the context, but it's like Bingo was his name, says one of the <laughs> characters, and the other one goes B I N G O, and they're like. No, Jackie Bingo. <laughs> I don't know. That just made me. That just made me chuckle. Like, yeah. <laughs> I I really liked when the officer was like, "You atomic scientists, you can send men to the moon, so you think stop signs don't apply to you?" <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just just yeah. yeah. Try and find this movie. Try and watch this movie. It's it's so worth your time. Uh, if you're, yeah you know it's like the, fantastic yeah. it's so funny it made me it, it's the kind of movie i'm definitely gonna watch again yeah because, yeah i feel also like i yeah. need to watch it again because it'll just get funnier and better yeah like it's just one of those things you know totally mm. super funny top of the food chain is there anything else we want to talk about uh well there's some pretty dope gore effects at the end not really a spoiler effect but i definitely wasn't oh, expecting yeah. that uh like a very nice street like i'm not a i don't need gore in horror movies like you're a uh, gore hound I, I, <laughs> I was totally fine with like invasion of the mind benders not having it <laughs> like that's no, carlo laughing at gore <laughs> yeah i mean basically uh but yeah that was that was pretty cool and very unexpected um yeah yeah there, there's like a few a few effect sort of scenes that you see after the fact throughout mm-hmm. like you see the kind of like murders after they've been done yeah and i was like whoa more than i was expecting but then yeah you get stuff at the end with like more a morphing head and stuff yeah, don't yeah, you yeah. and like like y- tentacle stuff <laughs> yeah like really really cool mm-hmm. fun stuff yeah was not expecting that like that late in the game um yeah so yeah that's always <laughs> <it's> appreciated <laughs> it's also paired alongside uh tom everett scott whose character kind of changes in the in the climax in a way that was really funny <laughs> where all of a sudden he like knows everything and is very like nonchalant oh, about yes, it. Oh yes, yes. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> good times. Top of the totally. food chain uh, worth I'd say more than $5 for me and my entire family. Yes, this movie is worth way more than $5. All in all, it was a good $5 worth for me and my whole family. Yeah, we both approve <laughs> absolutely yes yeah seek it so out so go go check out top of the food chain go check out crime wave you, you mm. will not be disappointed in either of them mm, for yeah sure. do it and 
Now, moving on to our second feature of the episode, we go back in time to 1974 to talk about Corpse Eaters. Starring Helenia Carson and Edmund LeBreton, directed by Donald R. Passmore and Klaus Vetter. This, uh, the uh, tagline for this is, The dead come back. They have an unnatural hunger. Human bodies. And the synopsis is, Zombies eat freshly killed humans. It's true. <laughs> it's <laughs> Which funny. happens in the movie. It's funny because it's true. <laughs> yeah, produced by Maniac Productions and distributed by Howard Mailer Films, which we'll get into a bit later. Mm. Filming locations, they filmed in Sudbury, Ontario. Oh, yeah, um, I saw that Sudbury is yeah. uh, Alex Trebek's hometown. Mm -hmm. Rest R in peace. R.I.P., yes. Alex yeah. Um, so this movie's notable because for a few reasons. It has a really wild story about how it was yeah. created. Um, a teenager named Lawrence uh, Zalinchuk. Zalinchuk. As a teenager, they owned a drive-in. Uh, from uh, according to the book, they came from within a history of Canadian horror cinema. Um, they saved up a bunch of money. Mm. I think it was like thirty-five thousand or thirty-six thousand dollars. That's a lot. Of money. And decided to make this movie. And they they cast local actors because they apparently wanted some more famous people, but they couldn't didn't have the money to get them. And uh, is it known who they wanted to get? I, I don't. I thought I had it written down, but I don't. I thought oh, it was like okay. Donald Pleasance or something. That makes sense. <laughs> But I might be just confusing because of the name Donald Passmore looks like that, maybe. I don't oh, okay. Or maybe like... But I thought know. that's what it was, something like that. Um, mm. Yeah, so they make this movie and there were some issues with the director. Donald Passmore started working oh, on yeah. the movie and then a few days later was fired and Klaus Vetter took over. Yeah. Um, and, you know, apparently from what I was reading online, pro I think this might be from the Canuxploitation uh, review mm. they they couldn't afford the, to have the movie processed and developed at the lab so they had to like save up more money from the drive-in to finish the movie kind of thing oh, okay. but ultimately they did premiere it at the 69 drive-in in Sudbury and you know had a cool premiere and and a, the movie was purchased by a distributor Howard Mailer Films as I mentioned mm -hmm. but what happened was they just decided <laughs> we're going to write this off on our yeah. taxes and we're never going to yeah. release it yeah oh man <laughs> so like it was it was pseudo lost you yeah, know for yeah. a while it, it, I mean it, it basically still is to an extent like because mm -hmm, it's not finished right no They're it's not, not finished there's, there's like 50-ish minutes movie but there was more, yeah. but it just so, got I guess lost. Something happened. I read the people that put it out on DVD were like, this is the only print we have yeah, yeah, yeah. that we can get. Yeah. Um, but then apparently that somebody else confirmed that, that you know, there there is more movie mm -hmm. that, you know, just never saw the light of day. Yeah. yeah. I also read that. Um, so after Zalinchuk completed the movie, he uh, ended up selling his drive-in. And oh, yeah. then he bought a hotel in Florida and drank himself to death at Jesus the, at the age of 36 oh my god did you not read that anyway I did not <laughs> I, read I, that I, part I, I don't remember where I found this but I did uh might have been Wikipedia I'm not sure but yeah I was like holy shit that's that's dark <laughs> yeah that's Fuck. a bummer man yeah yeah it is it is um so yeah well will always forever be known as as creating one of you know Canada's earliest uh, gore movies because 
It does predate uh, some film. Does it predate Cannibal Girls? I was thinking about that as well. I'm, I'm not sure. Hold on. Let me quickly. I think Cannibal Girls might Cannibal be... Girls was 73. Okay, then, this yeah, is then that's first. Yeah. Th- I, I do think this is more of a gore movie than Cannibal Girls, though. Cannibal I, Girls has some moments. But... I barely remember any gore in Cannibal Girls, even though these movies, they're both kind of doing the same thing. Uh, yeah. Like I, they both I can, have that bell. I definitely have the sense that Cannibal Girls came out and they saw it and they were like, maybe do something similar. <laughs> yeah, and, I mean, even down to the point of having like a gore gong or whatever you want to yeah. call it. Um, but this movie definitely feels like it wasn't made by professionals. It's no. sleazier. It's cheaper. But yeah. there's also more gore, which is, you know, it's yeah, fun, I, fun I to think look like at. the <laughs> distinction that we can make is cannibal girls is a movie where there's a lot of close-up shots of people eating meat <laughs> and you go like that's they're cannibals or whatever and yeah, I, yeah. this movie is a bit more like they're like moving their hands around in a lot of gunk that looks like gore you know what i mean yeah, like yeah, yeah. on someone's stomach they're like pretending to rip out intestines and stuff like that <laughs> like it's a little bit more like gory mm. <laughs> honestly i was kind of surprised we even got zombies and gore in this movie i mean <laughs> it, it's a cheap canadian horror movie it's all not always in the line of expectation to get effects yeah. but there's like proper some well proper yeah you know like flower zombies <laughs> it t- for a 50 60 minute movie it takes yeah. a little takes a little while to get there it's true it's true. <laughs> it's like, like 20 or 30 minutes before yeah. anything <laughs> the, the first <laughs> really. like gorigong happens halfway the movie <laughs> and, yeah and then there's a second one four minutes before the movie's over <laughs> but again part of and this there's, mo- there's stuff that they could have used it on yeah there was a few scenes where i was like sort of no yeah. gorgong <laughs> yeah why not it's true um but you have to assume there was more because part of the movie was lost i don't know yeah yeah how much like i don't necessarily expect this was a 90 minute feature but mm-hmm. might have been like 70 80 ish it has to be like 20 ish minutes that might have gotten lost and that might have yeah. been like some gore in there mm-hmm. because like i don't know making a big deal out of the gore gong and using it only twice in like a 50 ish minute movie that's a bit <laughs> uh, yeah you yeah know, it's not great <laughs> Yeah, and also the Gorgong is pretty funny. It is the Gorgong is amazing. It's like a spirally um, psychedelic thing, mm. and then it cuts to this guy in a movie theater going like, "Oh, I'm gonna lose my lunch." <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna barf over here, eh? <laughs> mm, yeah, <laughs> that was great. <laughs> yeah, that was that was good. But, yeah. Uh, I don't know, like, uh, I mean, the Gore as well. Like, there's some neon slime. It's goopy and gross, mm-hmm. and. Uh, the movie it, like yeah go yeah. ahead i was just gonna say the I, the movie was just like barely exists it's it's one of those movies where it's like nothing is really happening but at the same no. time i don't understand what's happening no, no no you know like it's 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 a movie where there's not much going on but you also can't follow what's going on you're like <laughs> i guess we're over here now and someone's dying just, and <laughs> yeah it just moves from location to location sort of like start with a guy in the car and then there's a guy in the morgue and then there's young people going out for a rip and yeah. <laughs> they're on the boats and then they're making out and they're swimming and then suddenly they decide okay we're gonna go to a cemetery and they say yeah. we better go before it gets dark I'm like, is, isn't that the whole point of going to a, like a graveyard, cemetery, whatever, because it's spooky and they if it's watch dark, the, it's the spooky. sun go down. They want to, 
<laughs> we better go before it gets dark because we can't shoot in the dark because yeah. we don't have the equipment <laughs> is, is what they were trying to say <laughs> yeah and i enjoyed that they were like talking about what are we gonna do let's go to the rock show they got some great groups down there and they're like we go there all the time and i was like oh, okay <laughs> this dialogue is wonderful <laughs> yeah yeah um, some uh some good accents though some uh yeah. like off the bat there was like uh Oh yeah, like I think the announcer or like the guy talking the about narration. the core, yeah, the narration guy already says like the motion picture you about to see, yeah, yada yada yada. I'm like, oh, okay, nice. This is definitely a Canadian <laughs> yeah. movie. So yeah, you let out a sigh of relief. <laughs> that's uh, <laughs> no mistake in here. Um, and then later, a guy cracks open a Molson export. Oh yeah, <laughs> and starts dumping it on a woman. Representation is important. I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, it truly is, but. Um, have you ever seen burial burial ground italian horror movie actually no i haven't oh you haven't okay i it feels a little bit similar to this one in the sense that it's very basic structurally like mm. just some people arrive at a place and zombies attack and until the end of the movie it's just zombie attacks and that's all mm -hmm. there is to it but burial ground there's a lot of zombie attacks it's like non-stop zombies whereas yeah this movie twice maybe three times a zombie <laughs> <laughs> once twice three times a zombie yeah. but that's it really um yeah burial ground is pretty fun though it's it's super straightforward <laughs> and nonsensical as well uh you're like i don't know you won't have difficulties following what's happening because nothing really is happening it's mm -hmm. yeah it's all just action basically it's a horror movie but it's action um also the movies in this uh the movies the movies in the zombie <laughs> appear yeah. because the youth youths they summon them youths. at the graveyard yeah they get scene? there and the one guy's like hey let's do this yeah let's do this thing. this is a good idea in the graveyard <laughs> <laughs> getting all extra spooky i guess and yeah it works <laughs> Yeah, so, and I, I, it's not, sure. but it, it also, to my memory, I may be wrong, it wasn't one of those things like in a movie where they're like, hey, look, a book, let's read no, it. No, not even like, that. Hey. <laughs> it's just like, let's do this thing I know and have committed to memory. Yeah, it almost feels like they had just some chalk and made like a Ouija, Ouija board on a gravestone yeah. or something. Oh, uh, oh, yeah, you're right. The one guy says, like I that. saw somebody drawing these once. It's got five points. He draws yeah, a yeah, pentagram. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's 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 not really a movie that will really stick around in my memory. I do enjoy the fact that there's an interesting story around it, and that's why I'm glad that I managed to see the 50 or so minutes that still exist of it. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I, I, and and I've seen people say like, oh, I've seen worse, and I definitely agree. Like, sure. There's there's some things in here that were kind of interesting, and again, mm. it has an interesting story, but. Yeah, like in terms of memorable memorability, like mm -hmm. <laughs> is it a memorable movie? No. I definitely checked out throughout and was definitely waiting for it to get started. I was like, okay, it, it's definitely a like <laughs> a weird hangout with yeah. some hosers vibe yeah. for a little while. Yeah, it's true. But on the plus side, because they lost footage, it's way shorter than any other movie. Yeah, it was a uh, quick watch. So yeah, it's it's sort of over before <laughs> before you know it and before anything really happens. Yeah, I mean it's it's, exactly. short, it's shorter than an episode of Game of Thrones. So what more can you ask for? <laughs> that's totally that's ideal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I don't think it was five dollars worth for me and my whole family. All in all, it was a good five dollars worth for me and my whole family. So it was. 
<laughs> or was it? Didn't you have another audio clip for when we don't like the movie? <laughs> Take off, eh? Oh, there you go. <laughs> that's that's a bit bit harsh, uh, considering Zalinchuk's sad yeah. de demise, and <laughs> yeah. you know the fact that this is movie. There's still some sort of significance to it, and. Uh, if like us, you're doing a podcast about Canadian cinema, then this movie is worth checking out. But otherwise, yeah. I don't know. As as just like a horror fan, maybe if you've seen everything else, then sure. Yeah. Why not add one more to the pile? You know. <laughs> yeah, um, Corpse Eaters, check it out. If you're us. <laughs> yeah, and we did. <laughs> yeah. Also, that like that comparison, like uh, I don't know, I don't remember if you've mentioned this, but I saw might have been on Wikipedia as well that uh, Zalinchuk is considered by many to be a Canadian Herschel Gordon Lewis. <laughs> Interesting. I can see that if they had gone on to make like... Like a hundred movies, movies like this, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Because, I mean, that guy was a busy bee and this guy only made one movie, barely. So, yeah, sure. By, by lack of anyone else being a Canadian Herschel Gordon Lewis. Yeah, okay. Fair enough, yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> uh, mm. Okay, well, Corpse Eaters, not so great but top of the food chain is a movie that everybody should see yep this is what we have learned today hmm. uh as always go to backdashroad.com and check us out there more episodes of hoser horror and other shows are in the feed and you can find essays and articles there a reminder go to the patreon.com slash back row cineblog and you can subscribe there for early access and bonus episodes um, but otherwise, where can people find you, Carlo? Um, just go to my letterbox. First name Carlo, last name Carlo. Uh, yeah, nice. I log movies every day, pretty much. So <laughs> get the scoop <Yep>. there. <laughs> um, and you can find me on Letterbox. You can type in Dan Gorman or my username YCKMD underscore. But uh, otherwise, that's it for this episode of Hoser Horror. And uh, take off a eh? goodbye. See you. Yeah. Good day. Eh?